And you're very welcome along to another edition of The Staff Room. The Staff Room is where we get together. It's a virtual staff room. Uh, the idea of the staff room is it's a place where teachers hang out, chat, talk to each other, find out what each other is doing in their classroom. Uh, this season of the staff room, we're up to season three. We didn't think we'd get this far, to be honest, but we did. So we're saying nothing to nobody. Uh, we're up to season three at the minute. And season three is an important one because we've turned 50. So that's 50 years of the Computers in Education Society of Ireland. Joining me is uh, Paddy Bates. Uh, Paddy Bates is a primary school teacher. And the reason we have Paddy on is he's been a member of SESI and he has in the running order here, he doesn't call himself uh, the outgoing or an, a chairperson of SESI. He's the president, no less. So the president <laughs> of SESI is now joining us. And it says here in brackets, call him El Presidente. <laughs> Paddy Bates, you're very welcome to the SESI staff room. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Paddy, were you there from the start of SESI or where, when did you join? When did the SESI uh, experience I, like start I, for you? I, I'm not sure. It would have been in the probably in the late 80s. But there was a there was an IT program for primary schools started in 84. It was a project from 84 to 86, and it was run by a great friend of mine. We hurled together when we were in Pats, a fellow called Sean McEnwara. He was a McNamara. Yeah. He was the school's inspector. And he was very he was involved in SESI as well and was very supportive of teachers like myself who had started using computers. But at that time, it was kind of turf burning computers. Uh, we had... Um, we started off with a Texas and an Oric, mm -hmm. and then eventually we raised money and brought a BB, bought a BBC. They still didn't have disk drives or pen drives or anything like that at the time. And the BBC, which was supposed to be the Rolls Royce of the, the BBC Master, had 32K memory. Wow. <laughs> which you could do a lot of things with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and what what did what did computers in the classroom look like then? Not not physically, but but so you, you just described a computer in your classroom. What what does yeah. the teaching look like? Well, well, what you did was you had maybe a, a form or something at the back of the room, and if you had two or three computers, that's where they were, you know, and that was it. And I remember running a course for teachers during the summer one year. And we had about four computers and one plug in the room. Yeah, wow. You know, <laughs> and uh, but, but we had a great time with them. And uh, if you like, and Ceci helped a lot in this, I kind of would think that I kind of phrase pedagogy leads and technology follows, but slowly, yeah. you know. And it took a long while before, but, and my idea was that in order to kind of uh, foster children's creativity, computers should be something that would allow them to express themselves and make their own, for instance, when uh, later on, when we got kind of sophisticated computers and things like Encarta came out, mm. my idea was 
uh, I didn't want the kids to be able to, I wanted the kids to be able to produce their own encarta. Okay. So that, for instance, in one, in, at, at one stage, some of my classes were, were making their own textbooks, setting their own exams, what you know, year and putting down the, and it was easy to do with what came along uh, when the Macintosh came, not, not the original Macintosh, but when the Mac, small I'm, Macintosh with the nine inch screen came out, uh, it was the first thing to have HyperCard. Okay. And we used, we used HyperCard, which was an authoring system. And to me, that was a kind of a primary teacher's dream because it wasn't in Carta, which you could produce your own Encarta on it of your own kind of customs or history or geography or whatever. Uh, and especially then for use in Irish because there was no, no such thing as Irish language software. So we could produce our own and we did. So in what year was this, Paddy? Oh, in the, in the late 80s, I'd say. So let me just summarize and in that, the Patty. in the early in the early nineties, and then a lot of this stuff I just came across it here recently mm-hmm. was was uh, Leo Frost produced a magazine called Primary Computing, and uh, he had he has a lot of that stuff if you like in it. Uh, now that was in the nineties. This was ninety five, and um, you know this was a. Uh, on, on Bradon Facet, the Salmon of Knowledge, which was produced by a second and third class in the school which I was in, you know, yeah. the te- and they had their own, it, it even could be, um, they could pr- put in the, the sentences and you would hear the audio and you had the video, this would have been in color and so on. Mm. Sorry, not in HyperCard, but an, another authoring program came out later called HyperStudio. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have. I have indeed. Yeah. And the man who produced it was a fellow called uh, Roger Wagner. Mm -hmm. And he gave a talk at SESI and in Tala at one of the years, maybe 92 or 93. I'm not sure which. And I don't know if you can see that. We can, yeah. Uh, But this was, he produced this CD, which has... Uh, Hyper Studio stacks on it from Irish children. And for anybody, for anybody listening, the CD is called Irish Primary Schools Resources, Resource CD. And this was back in. Well, sometime in the 90s. And uh, I would have had this would have been handed out at at a SESI conference. Um, And uh, like it it was. um, And then. We sent stuff. We sent stuff. Any teacher who wanted, I sent them a, a CD like that, and mm. they, they could, you know, they could use Hyper Studio. Which were, were I, you sending? Were you sending out many of them, Paddy? Like who? To me, when so far the conversation has been ones and twos, and one school here, one school there. It wasn't as wide as. Uh, no. Well, like, well, you see, a lot of the people who were in Sesi were. Um, doing it. Now, it wasn't widespread and there was very little support from the department or, and schools collected their own money anyway. Okay. But, um, uh, and uh, SESI was great because uh, 
people often wrote to me and they'd ask me, have you such and such thing? And I would write back or whatever. Mm. And I've, I've a lovely kind of a, a folder of letters that people very kindly sent me and thanked me for stuff like that. Now, it wasn't, wow. wasn't a whole lot. It wasn't a whole lot, you know, but uh, it, was, it was nice to, you know. And for instance, um, I was involved with the European Virtual School. Now, that's okay. All the countries in Europe were involved. Mm. But I remember being in, in Sweden one day and uh, a fellow from Norway came to me and he, I, he, and he said to me, you know, Kulderi. Now, that was the school I was teaching in. So I, I assumed that he'd seen my name on the list of participants or something like that. But it wasn't that. He, it was the only thing he knew about Ireland. And he had seen yeah. this website. We had a website and the website the, the, the uh, animus of the website was that it was to produce by children uh, uh, and it was only to have their articles in it. No teachers, no, no kind of telling parents what to do or anything. It was just children talking about themselves and whatever they were doing, you know. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, it seems to me, am I getting the dates wrong? Is this in the 80s? Uh, no, no, this would be in the 90s because uh, even uh, so, there's still not, there's still not, this should I say, there's still a lot of schools not doing that. Like that whole oh, idea no. of yeah, publishing yeah, and the school yeah, publishing yeah. itself is a big deal. Well, yeah, but um, and maybe it still is. I, I, I don't know. You see, I, I'm retired for over, for over 15 years now, so mm. I'm going, I, uh, but I, I had continued on being involved with teacher centers and SESI indeed after I retired, you know, so. And uh, no, the reason I didn't, and again, I didn't want to put you on the spot like that. I, I, uh, yeah, I, no, no. I, I realize, I realize you've, you've, you've retired. Um, I'm just, I'm surprised. I'm gobsmacked that it's judging by the dates. It seems to me that it was very much before, before it's time. Well, or was that just was it like was there a mandate put out right? This is what we're going to do. We're going to teach publishing. We're going to teach self-publishing. No, no, there wasn't any mandate. Yeah. So it was just a decision you took upon yourself to go right. This is what we're going to do. Well, in my case, yes, but I mean, a lot of teachers would have agreed with that kind of approach. Yeah. You know, another and for, for instance. Uh, uh, we had a great experience. It was in connection with, I think it was the University of Limerick. Tim Severn. Uh, oh, yeah. was, uh, you, you know who he was? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he was going on a, a tour of the Moluccan Islands, the Spice Islands, yeah. in the steps of a fellow called Wallace. And we were asked to take part in, in the program. And the program was, while he was on the tour, he was emailing the youngsters in Kulderi, youngsters from first class up. And uh, the, all the youngsters emailed them back and them, asked them things like, for instance, how do you go to the toilet on the boat? You know, and so on. And <laughs> Important he says, questions. And he says, you may pee, you must pee on the side that the wind is blowing on and so on. You know, it's very human. But we had apparently, uh, he'd send us a picture of, one of the pictures I remember was uh, a turtle laying eggs on a beach. 
and it was very unusual to be able to get that apparently and uh, we would get the youngsters then to look up the turtles on Encarta or whatever and they would they made out um, a what do you call it I have it somewhere there but it doesn't matter and a hyper studio stack about Tim Severn and his things and one of the things that hyper studio had was they had, it had sounds that you could program in and so on mm. and one time he sent us a picture of an orang utang and we were uh, unique in Kulderi in that we had an orangutan that could bark like a pup because they attract, they put the sound along with the picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> and another, another very funny thing that happened with that particular one was a lady professor from Exeter University called, you know, Kulderi is a place in the middle of, nowhere if you like a small rural school and uh, she wanted to know if she could come mm. and I said uh, without even knowing who she was or anything I said of course you can because youngsters love to see uh, different visitors coming in and she was the president of the European Society for the Preservation of the Turtles and oh, she'd wow. seen the thing about the turtle on our website and she was I was saying to her I'm afraid there aren't any turtles in cool there you know but uh, anyway, but things, you know, the way human things happen in connection to me mm. now, that's a very, uh, and it, oh yeah, and Tim, we had, our youngsters had uh, kind of emailed Tim Severn and he had emailed them so often yeah. that he rang me when he came back and he said, would you mind if I came up to the school? And he was living in Cork. Yeah. So, so I said, oh sure, we'd be delighted, you know, and, and, uh, one of the things he said to me when we came in, he said, look, but I'm not a teacher. How? I said, I want to speak to the classes that sent all this stuff. And I said, but before you do, I want you to talk to everybody in the, in the common room so that they can all say they, they saw Tim Severn, you see. Yeah. And he said, but what did I say? Oh, look, what I said, you needn't worry. Just say a few things and then let them ask you questions and they'll keep you going and that would be grand. You know, don't worry about it. So one of the things he said was, the last day we were in the Moluccan Islands, we went into a restaurant and what was on the menu? Only bat, cat and dog. (laughs) (laughs) A little girl put her hand up, you see, and he said to her, yeah. And she says, how much of the rat did you eat? He was in stitches, you know. But I mean, that's a kind of this that kind of thing happens, you know. Uh, it's a kind of an unintended consequence, you know. Or anyway, sorry. I mean, no, not at all. But it, it, it's so nice to hear technology being spoken about, technology and education being spoken about without speaking about technology and education. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And but uh, another that's what, integ- that's, what tech- that's what integration is all about like yes yeah don't you don't talk about it yeah but um we had a love uh, before i went to the school i was, ended up in in Kulderi, i was the principal of a small boys school in clonaslee where i was born hmm. and we started off in 84 to 86 uh, that was the, the period where we started the computers if you like and one of the things that happened in our school was 
we had a, a little boy with cerebral palsy. And uh, I was saying to the parents, you should send him to our school, you know, like that. And they didn't think we would take him. Now, mm. it meant that I had to lift him off the bus every day, which was fine, you know, it was very little. Yeah. But, but it was one of the best experiences we've had. And we didn't have a kind con- uh, we had a very uh, old computer. I think it was a, oh, the green one that was Alan Sugar, uh, the Amstrad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now I made out, because we, we had to program in the beginning because there were no programs for schools. And we, I had to write a few, but that didn't matter. But uh, that's why I heard Mick Hallisey the other day giving out about me trying to learn the HTML off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had he, he had very poor motor stuff and whatever so I had a program written out for him where I had a question what is your name now his name was David and it would take him maybe 10 minutes to type in David because of problems and we hadn't a proper concept keyboard or anything but then the computer would then write right right on the top of the thing my name is David, mm. and where do you live? And he would type out Tonnesley, and he, then the computer would say, I live in Tonnesley. And eventually he was able to have a thing. But one of the nicest days we ever had was that inspector that I was talking about, John McNamara, came in. He was kind of, uh, and he, he brought me a printer. I had never seen a printer before, and the youngsters had never seen a printer. So I said to them, David's going to baptize that printer. And we got him to do his thing. You know, um, my name is David. I go to school uh, and all he'd have to type in would be school or whatever. Mm. And he pressed this button and he had his own essay printed out that he brought home that evening. It was a magic, you know. And that that was, uh, you know, with youngsters who that's, what, 40, 50 years ago now, and I meet youngsters, and they still talk, they still mention it to me, you know. One summer, during summer, I was down at Mass in the church here, and I was walking out, and a lady behind me hit me a poke in the back, you see, and I turned around, and it was a lady that used to be in a drama society with me, and I said to her, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And she said, you're doing great work with David. And I said, I just said to her, Thanks very much, but why, why are you mentioning that now in the bill? Well, she says, I'll tell you. We were down on holidays in Kilmockridge, which is in Wex- Wexford in a sandy beach and so on. And she said, my grandson was down there and there was a little boy like David in the caravan park. And my grandson played with him for the whole week. Wow. Do you, do you get it? The, the, like, David ha- gave us an awful lot that we never thought about till afterwards, you know. That's beautiful. Uh, that's, it isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. We need, we need, we need more of that now. <laughs> we, we need more of that. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and technology is an enabler. I know there's people listening going, oh, you had to go there, didn't you? And I, uh, yes, I did. Technology is, is an enabler. Technology Ooh. used right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about some of your fond memories of so you've you've 
really you've spun fondly about technology and education and technology in the classroom. What are, what are some fond memories you have about SESI and the computers and education? Yes, yeah, well, you see, SESI was a great um, enabler because people who had done things were able to talk about what they had done, like Mick Hallisey and starting with the websites. Mm. You know, he, he kind of uh, inspired a lot of uh, schools to put up websites. And uh, for, for rural schools who found out, people often then wrote to them and asked them, we, we actually won some international prizes in that without even trying to, for the, you know, and so did other small schools as well. Uh, and SESI was like a home when you would go and you talk to them about things like that. They could really understand, say, the humanity that that the technology would enable, sometimes by accident, mm. but, but at the same time, it was there and it was oftentimes what was important. And, uh, you know, I, uh, Boston College came over and they, uh, they had a, a, a kind of a conference in, I think it was the Metropole Hotel or somewhere. Uh, I was asked to speak at it, but, that did it along with the INTO and the Department of Education. And, uh, you know, there were things like that. I had, a, I had a letter from a farmer's son who wanted his father to sell a cow so he could buy a computer. <laughs> and he was saying kind of, you know, he says, I kept at him and suddenly, and one day he did move, <laughs> you know. And I was telling him that next year, the computers would be dear and the cows would be cheap or something like that. He was trying to get the father to sell a bullet to, to buy, you know. And, uh, but stories like that came out at SESI conferences and there was a great camaraderie. It was really, I mean, I went, to, went on to conferences long after I retired because it was great, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing I'm hearing an awful lot about is, 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 is the, the the metal the group the clan the it, it was um it was a gathering it was it's just the metal it's it's that yeah, sort exactly, of exactly exactly that, yeah, that yeah. yes and a lot of a lot of uh, if you like whatever people had was shared mm. and it was shared without anybody wanting what am I going to get from that or you know, they were, they were delighted to share whatever they were doing. Uh, and uh, there was a group down in Cork called Group Corky or something like that, you know. And they were, at the, they were at the same kind of thing. There were people over in, I remember uh, there was a teacher over in, in, in Mayo called Art Sullivan. He'd be, uh, oh, Art Sullivan, I know well. Do you? Yeah. I do, and, I do. And he... Would you believe he came, I was running a course in, in the school down here where I'm living in Tennessee, and he came to the course every day from Mayo, about 150 miles. And I said to him, Art, my wife is from, from Mayo. Will you stay with us for the week? There's no need to go back. And he said, no, my wife is pregnant. And, and, uh, and the, the baby that was born was the Rose of Tralee. Uh, she's now a maths professor in yes yes yeah. yes she is yeah but he came up and as i say he came up every day for a week uh, to you know 
And mm. then he asked me, would I go down to his school and give a course on Hyper Studio? And of course I did, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's funny. It's it's funny, Paddy, actually, because before I often talk about getting into the IT and education and getting into being an educational technologist. Yeah. Before any before any of this, so as far back as ninety two, ninety three, I worked in a in a, a, a local. Sorry, no, not ninety five. I worked yeah. in a, a computer shop, yeah. and I went oh, to Mayo yeah. Education Center and. Oh, yeah. Who Art, was yeah. there? But artists. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Art told me. He told me there and there. He said, "Your education, a technology in education, is where it's at. This is yeah. where you want to be." Yeah. And I said, I, "I wouldn't have a clue how to get in. Sure, sure. How how would I get in?" And he went and he printed off a list of every school uh, that he had, and he said, "All you have to do is ring them, and I bet you a pound to a penny they'll love to see you come and." Yeah, yeah. But you see, we schools train. love visitors. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, and uh, oh yeah, and I mean, art, art was 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 a devil. He 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 had plugs under the floor for computers that the management board never found out about. <laughs> 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 we all did things out of yeah. <laughs> um yeah well does it surprise me uh about art no and now that no, i've spoken no, yeah, to you for a few yeah. minutes does it surprise me about you no <laughs> not one bit did you realize what you were doing at the time did you realize that it was ahead of its time did you realize you were trailblazing uh, this even on the radar did you just do something we enjoy well, well yeah but but um you see, the, the humanity part of the project was what was really important. And what kids were learning, uh, you know, say, drill and practice was one thing, and it was fine, but it wasn't, it's not, you know, it's a thing you could do without, whereas anything that's creative. I mean, music is another thing that, uh, now, it, it didn't happen in my time, but there are lovely programs like notation in music now that would allow people, for instance, I used to teach the youngsters the tin whistle and we'd play classical things and everything, you know, mm. and there's plenty of research to show that if you do a good bit of music with kids, they'll be better at maths, you know, uh, people have to kind of think. Uh, That's very interesting. So say that again, if you do good in music, you're, you're better at maths. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, music is really maths, if you think about it, uh, you know, but but, I knew um, I knew about um, Japanese. The the Japanese music is very, very uh, maths based. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that translated over to across to art. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and, and say, um, I I could prove to myself the first thing we often did where, where I was. I don't know if you've you've probably seen hurling and everything like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, I often heard with the youngsters before before we'd start. Mm. I'd be down early and we'd hurl. I was I loved hurling, you know. Yeah. But but um, if if after that I'd come in with them and I'd take out the accordion and say, here we play a few. We play the intermezzo on the tin whistles, which is a very simple tune, but it's a nice one. Mm. And to play the tin, the day they did that, they'd actually be better at mental arithmetic. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, 
Yeah. Is that to do? Is that is that? Do you think is that the direct correlation between the playing of music, or is it the freedom of the 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 fact that the music? Well, I, I I don't know. It's probably both, but there is research to show that that it's it's an important. You know, uh, uh, nowadays, for instance, men can get into primary teaching without having music. We couldn't in my time, and I think it's wrong. I think it's necessary for for the primary school anyway. You know, mm. that's one question I asked again at a SESI conference um, after hours. It has to be said, not very late, but after hours nonetheless. Um, where we were all sitting around after after the dinner and being in a hotel in Galway, somebody started singing and it was a lovely yeah. sing-along and next thing you know, a guitar came out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not unsurprising, but yeah. what struck me, and I remember asking then, is they were all most predominantly primary, uh, there was a few secondary school teachers, and I said, is, do all primary school teachers sing and play music? Well, they're supposed to, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise that at all. Yeah, yeah. Is that still well, a thing, or is well, I don't think it's as strict as it was, but when I when I did my interview to get into Pats in which you believe in 1959 or 60, wow. uh, I, I had to sing and you had to be able to, you didn't have to be proficient or you didn't have to have done formal music, but you needed to be musical. And we did a good lot of music in Pats when uh, with the teaching and kind of the, the principles of harmony and stuff like that. You know, and it was invaluable, you know. I wonder if and, and kids love music, you know. Oh, they do, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, music yeah. is, is yeah. creativity in music is... Yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, I, I Zoom with two of my pals all during the COVID, uh, and we have we, we put up stuff on some, some of it on YouTube and stuff like that, playing, mm. you know, he plays the mouth organ and I play the accordion, and we're, we're neither of us... Are, you know, we didn't learn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what what's been the greatest impact of SESI, in your opinion, Paddy? Well, I suppose it kind of fulfilled a need that the department didn't fill. Although there were people in the department who tried and who who supported SESI a lot, some inspectors. Mm. Uh, particularly, as I say, a friend of mine, John McNamara, he, he was very supportive of SESI, you know, and would have been at a, most of the SESI conferences in my time. Like he, he, he and I were in actually in Pats together years and years ago. But um, the department and it's always NCTE. For instance, one of the worst things that happened in the whole IT thing was that they did away with, there was an IT uh, officer or, or an IT, what was his name? Uh, an IT advisor in every teacher center in the country. Really? Yeah. And, and they were there for years and suddenly they were all gone. Uh, and the NCTE, got rid of them and I don't know why and I think it was very very wrong now there weren't enough of them because there weren't enough education centres but there was one in Leash there was, uh, there was one in Athlone you know in Carlow lots of places and it was a pity because they went around and helped schools and if they saw a good practice 
in a particular school did, did you know, help somebody else if they wanted to do something similar or whatever, you know. And uh, I, I don't understand why, why they let them go. And I think we should reappoint somebody in that. You know, that, that's a pity. Now, IT 2000 happened, then there were the SIP programs, which mm. uh, where they picked a lot of schools who were, for instance, a friend of mine now in, in Castle Comer did a great project and put it up on a website about the Castle Comer mines and did a whole history of them and everything. Now, he, uh, he was a horror as well, and he was, he was on my team in the European Virtual School, along with a Swedish girl. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's, it's so wide that I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I'm, as an IT person, I, I wonder of the logic there. And I don't think we'll ever get an answer as to why. Um, but it's, why don't schools have an IT person on site? I know people are going to again give out to me for going on about this, but schools require, they have, they have a caretaker. Um, why yeah, why can't yeah. they have a caretaker for the technology that's, that's yeah, at the school? Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I couldn't agree more because in a way the, the problem is that in some places where they had somebody who could do it, that was a disadvantage for every other school in a way, because it, in a way it wasn't fair. But mm. basically that's kind of nearly what happened, you know. Uh, and because my, my first role, um, and I, I've said this before, I would go in and I would sell iPads into schools yeah. uh, and I'd do the thing, you know, I'd make the iPad yeah. dance and it'd be yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, future. Yeah. And then you'd walk out the door, you'd cut a check. There you go. There's yeah. 25 iPads. Thanks very much. And you leave. Yeah. And then you go back to them and you just to see, because I, I look at I, deep down, I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a bit of a nerd. So I, I'd love to see what they're doing in this. Yeah, yeah. And you'd see all the stuff still in a box and ask the question why is it in a box and there were very genuine answers it's not that anybody wanted yeah. to it's all yeah, the yeah. teacher that was looking after that didn't get the cpd and the cpd isn't coming around to, for another year or the teacher is away on maternity leave or that teacher now yeah, had yeah, football yeah. on a tuesday rather and he he can't do it. and i'd go and indeed talk to the likes of art osuluan and talk to my wife about it and it'd be very frustrating and you go well, why and my wife said just do something about it go into yeah. them and say look you'll provide and everybody said oh there's no like this is the bizarre thing from day one yeah, but you see if, they said, there's if, no if, job the IT, if the it advisors were brought back to the, to the and a lot of the it advisors then became uh became the actual directors of the teacher centers but then oh, they couldn't okay. do the other thing you see and another thing that in a way was wrong, I was involved with the teacher centre movement as well, the education centres, and that they, they made it a play, thing which was only, they were, they were on release from their teaching job and they could go back to it. I think that's wrong, that they should be made the director of a teacher centre or the IT advisor, and that's that. They're not in their post in the school anymore, whereas sub is coming and it's not, it's not fair to them, it's not fair to the school. You know, uh, they weren't made permanent positions at all, ever. And what's your take on the education centres at the moment? I know, I know you're retired, and 
you're maybe yeah. out of the scene um structurally are they do you feel they're being utilized not utilized uh, enough? Uh, they are they, they do an awful lot of courses uh, now not as many it courses as they did but mm. you see when the it advisor was in each center then one big part of the, of the course thing were it courses uh, at that time and and that has well I, i'm not sure because i mean i was involved with, with the the center for a long while and I, <laughs> I was the chairman of that for a while too of the management board but uh but they're still getting very good people but they don't have an it advisor anymore and that's that's a pity it's so it's an interesting time and i'll tell you is this so the education center we associate or i for a long time associated education center with it and it learning but the education center is more than just it it is oh, yeah, one yeah. aspect of it yeah, yeah. um is it maybe the case that all the subjects now have a grasp of the it and they are themselves delivering the training like the pdst is delivering fabulous training at the minute yeah, yeah, any yeah. subject like there's no need because now it's it's segmented there isn't one overarching it trainer because yeah. each of the subject departments all has their own it um specialist and yeah, well, that, yeah well if if that's the case that's that's fine but uh, yeah uh, but I, I don't I don't know. But then you see, I suppose the a lot of the thing was the technology is expensive mm. and the, the 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 maintenance of technology is expensive. And I think that's a thing that maybe the department aren't fighting enough for, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just think again, we're, we're going on this is after it is the Computers and Education Society of Ireland podcast. So I mean we do need to ah, mention yeah, the logistics yeah, like yeah. but if you go into the county council they might have 500 computers and they have it people based on the size yeah, of the network yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to any other but you go to a school where it's not just a standard network there's kids moving around they all have devices and there's a teacher expected to there's one particular teacher i know and, and I, I won't mention them um who's flat out like last week rang me up because the wi-fi was down oh yeah, yeah um and was like was doing stuff with the wi-fi that they had no business doing yeah yeah yeah, oh, um, yeah. you know they were kind of yeah, yeah, unscrewing yeah. stuff and plugging stuff in and i'm going oh stop yeah, stop yeah, stop yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. Th that teacher shouldn't have to do that and the, the yes, point yeah, making yeah, is yeah, they had to yeah, wait yeah. for somebody to come out it'll be yeah, weeks and yeah, now yeah. so Look at I I I feel the department need to do something, and and from what I understand, and after speaking to Michael, I think there is something in the works. Whether it's yeah, but it's been in the soon. works for a long while. Yeah, yeah. I know, but look, I I job bridge is where I started. Like I started, I had a real job before I started doing this, and I yeah. went to a school, and I said to the principal, "I want a job doing whatever," and when she said you can have the job i was delighted i was over the moon and she did turn around to me and she said you know this is only job like it's 50 quid on top of your dole money oh, for five days a week and i said i don't care because i yeah, i yeah. promise you i'll yeah. i'll make yeah. something out of it yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and that's what it, that's how I started. I started. Yeah, but doing, you see, somebody with your background now would make an ideal IT advisor to a teacher center. I'm not a teacher. See, the thing is, no, no, I, no. But uh, yeah, but that's yeah. But, uh, I've been told that from day one, Paddy. Day one, after I like, I'd go and I'd stick my nose in where it doesn't belong because that's just who I am. Yeah, well, I nose, that's what I do. Yeah, like, yeah. so I was at every conference. If there was an envelope being opened, I was there. And when yeah. Rory Quinn was Minister for Education, I, I I was talking to him about iPads in the classroom. And one of the things that I was told was, "Do you know what you want to do?" And this is from higher ups. I want you'd want to go back be an SNA, and then you can get a job in a school, and then you can do the IT for the school. Yeah. And I said, why can't I just do the IT for the school now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're not oh, yeah. a teacher. Not yeah, a teacher. and you see, we, the, I was involved with the NCCA, the National Council for Curriculum and whatever, mm. and, and uh, we were on to them. I, I, I re represented SESI, asking them. Uh, I remember uh, Moss of Rian and somebody else, we, we went in. And we were asking them to, to develop it. And, you know, they just didn't know, they didn't want to. Uh, and I, I don't know, they, I think maybe it's the resources aspect of it that they're all afraid of. You know? Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I, I truly believe it's, it's a resources thing rather than, because I don't believe anybody like them or, or, or not. I don't believe anybody in the department or above doesn't want to or wants to put an obstacle in the way but i do know from speaking and asking questions that yeah. you're, it's it's you're told you know no need for that question now don't yeah, worry yeah, about it if yeah, there's a problem yeah. with it you go you call your local provider yeah. a problem with your local provider is right. your local yeah. provider has no idea about it and education that's right yeah it and industry I, is very IT, different it and it and education are two completely different things um so, SESI, being part of the Mahal um, Education Centres, like, there's one question that I've asked everybody. Um, so, what do you think is the biggest missed opportunity in technology and education in Ireland? And I'll ask that again. What do you think, from your point of view, rather than Ceci's point of view, but from your point of view, what do you feel is the biggest missed opportunity in technology? Well, well it's it's the failure to invest enough in the resources, include, you know, computers and the personnel to kind of help with them, like the IT advisors. I think that was an awful step to do away with those, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and I, I don't understand why, because an awful lot of teachers have proved that uh, they've given plenty of evidence to show that if, a, if computers were used from a pedagogical uh, object in schools, that they'd be very, very beneficial to education. But the idea of resourcing schools and giving schools, and I mean, an awful lot of schools have, for instance, uh, a, 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 a BBC master at the time we bought it was worth about a thousand euro, mm. which we didn't have. So we produced a local history helped by the technology. 
sold it and had an exhibition in the hall and made enough to buy a BBC computer. Wow. You know, but I mean, but that's since 1984. Mm. You know, uh, now if, if there was some kind of an incentive, now you see another thing is that uh, this, the, uh, the capitation grant to a school uh, is already eaten up by paying for oil and stuff like that. Of course. You know, it's not enough to buy computers, so there'd need to be. And when IT2000 came in, we thought that that would make a difference, but it didn't. Uh, there is a new, um, the new, the new, um, what is it, 2023 to 2027 IT proposal. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't um, know about that. No, I probably have that wrong, and please correct me. If, uh, if... No, no, no. But, but look at, um, I want to talk about SESI. So you believe, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's the biggest missed opportunity for SESI? Uh, well, I don't think SESI missed any opportunity in the sense that they gave, a, they gave a chance to people who had done things in schools that were, that could be copied uh, to present it at SESI. And I mean, I have a whole folder of stuff where people wrote to me uh, and I would have sent out bits of software and everything. And, uh, you know, to and I was delighted to try and help people. And SESI produced the kind of, I'd never have done that if it wasn't for SESI. And for the, the encouragement that they give, if you like, people like me, you know, mm. I mean, there are plenty of people who've done much better than I have and just as much and whatever, and who've done, there were people who've uh, done, you know, and... and but they, is, is there, Paddy, is there? Sorry for cutting you off there, because I, I've been doing this, talking, asking the same questions for a while now, and it's the yeah. same names that are popping up. The same people yeah. with champions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I think you're you were ahead of your time. Well, maybe, but I mean, other people were as well, though, you know. Oh, I don't, I'm not taking away. It's just yeah, 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 yeah. I don't definitely I do not want to take away from other people, others achievements. Yeah. But I do when after talking, maybe it's just the the, the Sessi um, uh, group or the Sessi Mel. It's the same names that are popping up over and over again um doing amazing things in with technology and education yeah. you mentioned something at the very start patty you said pedagogy first and the technology Lead, pedagogy leads and technology follows yeah um has the technology passed out yet no you know with the likes of digital books and digital learning and Open uh, well, it, it, it's it's available. I mean, I, what I think, but then maybe it's just sort of the kind of animal I have. What I think is the, the, the most important thing that came up were, were what we'd call content-free programs. Okay. That was like HyperCard was brilliant. I still think it was the best of the whole lot, even mm. though it was only in black and white, but I know a colored version came out. But they went out, they, Hyper Studio was available on Mac and everything now, even the Archimedes had it, which was the, for, what, the descendant of the BBC, I suppose. But uh, 
in comparison, a lot of teachers wanted at the beginning, they just want to drill and practice. And nothing wrong with that, but it's it's not really a productive use of, of technology where the content-free stuff is, where kids were writing their own newspapers, uh, producing their own textbooks, you know, making up their own websites and so on, you know. And uh, I, I used, went around to some schools and tried to show them how to, to put up websites, but I wanted them to get the kids stuff up on it, but a lot of them only, only wanted to put up, you know, management board stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's it's still the case. It's still the case. <laughs> I know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I still, I think we're missing a trick in schools. In yeah. Yeah. every school should have a media team every school should. I saw a lovely uh, lovely school primary school and I can't think of the off the top of my head the name yeah. of them yeah. but they had an initiative in the school where every student wrote for the school newspaper yeah. Yeah. and it didn't matter who you were if you were coming to fill the oil tank there was a student out asking a question yeah. about yeah. who you are yeah. where you come from who your people yeah. are yeah. Yeah. and that went into the school newspaper yeah. Yeah. yeah and it gives a great it gives first of all it teaches a great skill yeah. um and i think every school and i think we're missing a little bit of a trick because we have it now it's so accessible for, for that's us. right that's right yeah and i mean video is so accessible in comparison to what it was um, um i managed to get hold of a video camera in, a, in 1986, and we, we produced a video history of the area, and, inv and we interviewed the oldest people in the place at the time, you know, and one man had remembered, say, talking to somebody who remembered a famine, you know, and wow. yeah, but, but, but and, and we sold a video and made a, made, bought a computer. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm. I could spend. Um, I could spend the next. I say this all the time, and I, I've I've the best job in the world talking to the likes of yourself and Connor Gavin and Elizabeth Oldham, uh, and like Michael Hallisey, Pam. Yeah. It's. I, I could talk to you for ages. Um, tell us if you were given one wish for technology and education, what would it be? Just one wish. Now there you go. Yeah. But I'd say something like yourself. I'd like to see the IT advisors back in in the teacher centres, but I'd like to see far more of them, so mm. that there'd be maybe one IT advisor for maybe ten schools or something. Uh, you know, that would help uh, the teachers to produce pedagogical stuff with their IT. You know, I, something tells me in the back of my head that, and anybody out there, you're happy to email me or throw abuse at me yeah. or whatever. You'll find me on Twitter. Um, the ETB schools have that, do they not? Do, uh, I could be, I could be wrong, and I'm not putting you on the spot now. But I, something tells me that ETB schools have an IT. I don't want to say IT guy, but they have some sort of IT. Yeah, this is the vocation. Well, the 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 vocational school system or the techs, yeah, um, they have, yeah. So we we need more of them. I just I just think it's the the look at um, how, yeah, but how, I don't see why uh, the primary system shouldn't have that as well as the 
the ETBs, you know. Um, but sure, why would they want that if they can go and learn whatever they can in the education centers and, and on any of the courses? Why do they need an IT advisor? I'm just being devil's advocate now. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, because he needs to go around to schools and to help schools to. to yeah, but that's it. going to turn into that'll turn into the the inspector. See if he's. Ah, uh, no, he's not an inspector, but but some of the inspectors were very good too. You know. Hmm. But you they, mentioned there. Um, yeah. Uh, I mentioned John McNamara. Yeah, now, John McNamara. He, he was very active in SESI. Mm, and so and was a we fella, will hopefully get him on. Yeah, and so was a fellow called... Uh, yeah, he'd be worth getting on because he was able to see... He There were a lot of schools now, most of them are retired now, that were in the pilot project in 84 to 86. There was a yeah. fellow in Ratdowney called Pod O'Reilly. <laughs> He plays chess in Russia now and again as well. Right. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, yeah. And he's a good golfer. But And they were a crowd in the Midlands. but uh, And in other areas as well. I think there were 30 schools altogether. But all of those, uh, he was very... Uh, but he would often go to the bet thing himself over in London, the bet exhibition, yeah, yeah. and try and get as much free software as he could and bring it back to us because the department were... Like, you know, he, he couldn't say it, but the department weren't really supporting him. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but he was very, and he was a very, uh, in, he's well in his 80s now, and he, he was, uh, when he, he, he and I were in Pats the same, at the same time, he was senior to me, and we were on the hurling team in Pats when we were there. But he left and he, 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 he started a training school in Zambia. Wow. And then came back and became an inspector in Ireland, you know. Um, but he and he would have been involved with SESI for a long while as well. He would have been at all the conferences, you know. How do we join the dots? Adi, this question isn't on, on our script. How know. do we join the dots? <laughs> um, well, I suppose every little bit helps, but it gets a bit, from your point of view, it gets very frustrating, you know. Uh, and in a way from mine, because I thought it was a big push for technology and an awful lot of people were very enthusiastic in the 90s. Mm. And I think it probably has gone back since then. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I, think, I don't think you're wrong. I think technology... There's two levels, okay? So there's technology in education and then there's technology in yeah, school yeah. as an admin yeah. tool and all that. Yeah. I think technology has embedded itself that we don't actually realize that we're using it now. And that can be a good thing. Yeah, and that's a good thing, yeah. And I, w I want that to be a good thing because I don't want the branding. I don't want, uh, branding is probably the wrong word, but I don't want people to yeah, be, so, use the Google for this. Uh, yeah, yeah, use yeah. a search engine, use a word yeah. processor, use it. You don't have to mention the, the actual yeah. branding. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the 90s, the hunger for it in the 90s didn't go away. It just, the tech, they got the technology, but they've embedded the technology. Yeah. There isn't that same hunger but that it is technology being used. Mm -hmm. So pre-COVID, I would go into a, one particular teacher. Again, I, I mentioned them in previous podcasts. I would go in, she asked me to go into her classroom because she wanted to do 
a PowerPoint presentation and she wanted a volcano to be yeah. part of it. And, and she asked me to do the PowerPoint for her. Now, at yeah. this stage in my school, the kids don't even see me anymore, so it's, I can walk in and out of class. It's fine. So I did. I sat down the back of the class and we did, we did the thing and the yeah. volcano did, 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 did its thing. Now, she went through COVID came out the other side of COVID and I, I asked her, I said, how, how, how are you getting on? How are you getting on at school? And she's like, oh, stop it. I still haven't got a clue. And I said, you're, you're wrong. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you've embedded technology into your learning and you don't mention it anymore. And you're building virtual classrooms. But that yeah. teacher still believes Oh, I'm I'm not doing yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. doing so I think I think there's we, we need to realize what is being done. And that's why joining the dots, it's very easy for us, and I do this all the time, and somebody from the department is going to give me an awful scalp. <laughs> I always say, Oh, it's the department's fault that they don't have a clue. I don't believe that. I believe I they know. know, but I think we need to somehow join the dots or sit down in the one room i want them to listen to paddy bates talking about uh, the the david and i want to i want them to hear michael hallisey talking about something else and i want them yeah, to hear but you see but that's that's sessie did that all right but the trouble was that sessie was speaking most of the time to the converted okay you know and that's the way it is, but uh, how do you get the unconverted? You know, I mean, I, 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 see, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, got know. In, I got infant teachers to use IT uh, with uh, a thing called concept keyboard, but uh, that, this was a concept keyboard that you could plug into the BBC. Did you ever see one? No, never. Yeah. And you could actually program it to so that you could have an infant then could, the, the words would come up, you didn't have to type. And for somebody who had cerebral palsy or whatever, yeah. you know, our infants, and the infants were able to write, make their own little books. Oh, uh, wow. With the, I just like to tell you one little story, if you don't mind. Yeah, Sorry. go, go, go. No, you don't, you don't have to use it or anything. But uh, every year we had a used to have an exhibition in the school in Kulderi of the projects that had been an IT projects. It'd be all history and everything, and the parents would all come in because they loved the history or the meanings of the place names and the youngster. Every class had something, and we had it in the, we'd say the hall. But one day there was an, another lady who was did a lot of IT stuff down in Limerick, a girl called Marion Murn. And she was a great mathematician, but she worked in a very deprived area of Limerick, which I better not mention. No, I don't. And, 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 and uh, I said to the girls in sixth class, I, I said to her, bring up a, a couple to, the, to this exhibition in Kulderi. I thought she'd bring a car load with four or five girls in it. She brought a bus with about 40 girls in it. So I didn't know what to do. So I got the girls in six tasks, bring those girls out to the field there. We had a little hurling field beside, outside my room. And they saw sheep on the next field. They didn't know what they were. They'd never seen sheep from the middle of Limerick. 
And one of my parents at the time was a man called Tom Parlin. Uh, he was a minister for something with some political party, but he's now, I think, the chairman of the Builders Association. Yeah, that's a, well, yeah. yeah, lovely, a lovely fellow. And he came to me and he said, Paddy, he has a big farm. Would you like me to bring those girls down to the farm? I said, Tom, that would be brilliant. So he puts the, gets the bus driver out, gets the whole lot of the girls from Limerick, brings them all down to the farm. And there were sheep there, they were able to handle sheep, there were pigs, yeah. they wouldn't go near them because they smelled, brought them into where they were milking the cows. Well, they had a ball. And they were emailing us for days, long time after that. But that's a kind of a, to me now, that, that's an important part of IT. <laughs> Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, it Isn't is. It a nice story. Uh, Paddy Bates, thank you very much for joining us on the SESI staff room. Um, we'll be talking again soon. I have no doubt we'll be talking again soon. So uh, keep learning. Yeah, well, the best of luck to you, Hassan, and thank you very much.